shall not fear no man but God. Though I walk through the valley of death, I'm gonna shed so many tears. I should die before I wake. Please die walk Grab a nigga and take me to heaven. Back in elementary, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that dug like tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past. You wanna last? Be the first to blast. Remember Cato? No longer with us, he deceits. Call on the sirens. Seen him murdered in the streets. Now rest in peace. Is there heaven for a G? Remember me. What's up, everybody? This is TJ. Welcome to the All Black Everything Podcast. Yeah, it's a special edition, <laughs> special edition with a special guest, you know, um, I got my lady here, <laughs> she's a little bashful right now, but uh, go ahead and say hello to everybody. Hey everybody, it's Lee. Hey, what's up, how you doing? I'm doing alright. I'm good, you ready to talk about this Pac movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can y'all tell she's nervous or what? <laughs> hey, I told her she gonna she gonna be a natural one day. Um, but yeah, we're, right now what we're gonna do is we're just gonna talk about the Pac movie, our opinions, what we thought about it, uh, how we enjoyed it. Um, so there will be major, major, major spoilers. So if you hadn't seen the movie yet, this might not be a podcast you want to listen to. You might want to go ahead and just shut it off, shut it down, and come back to it after you saw it. You know. All right. So first and foremost. What's your favorite Pac song? Mm. My favorite Pac song is hard to narrow down. But Everybody always say that. It's so cliche. I mean, it is. But to choose just one, I'm going to say Keep Your Head Up. Hey. All right. We'll say, I mean, my favorite Pac song is Unconditional Love. Mm. You know what song that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Uh, Keep Your Head Up is a close number two. I really enjoy that song as well. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get to this movie. First right. off, did you enjoy the movie? I did. You you enjoyed it. I did. What do you give it on a scale of like one to ten or so? Um, I'm gonna say eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> yeah. You giving it a lot of more credit than a, what a lot of other people have been doing because mm-hmm. you know if you listen to some of the uh, or just read some of the posts that's on social media or even what Fifty Cent said, mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are not really enjoying it. Why yeah. you give it an eight and a half? Um, well, the points that I deducted were really just based off of some of the, I guess, the tactics that they used to display the story. So it was more like originality points. So it was kind of reminiscent of the new edition story when they were doing like the flashbacks of the video and recreating all that. I loved it, but it was just kind of like, uh, that's not very original. I just saw this a couple months ago, you know? So that's the only reason why. And they may have been the first ones to do it. And, you know, the new edition story just came out before. It doesn't really matter. It was just kind of, I was sitting there like, oh, man, this is the same thing they did on the new edition story. with all Like the, what, though? The, the remakes, you know, when they were recreating, like, the his music videos and they recreated what it actually was or they were recreating the interviews that really happened you know it's kind of like you know there's there's a way to do it and be original and I feel like it was just exactly like how it was done in the new edition movie 
mm. which I liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but that's why I deducted the point. Well, point and a half. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I gave it, uh, I gave it an eight, a solid eight. Um, and the, why? Well, first off, let me say I really enjoyed the movie. I feel like they did what they could with his legacy, and the dude was just so impactful. The dude was just so, uh, he lived such an uh, amplified lifestyle that it would have been hard to capture that into any movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, with that same thing, I think that's where they also fell, and that's why I missed two points with him as well, because I feel like it was, it, like it was moving fast, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like at one point, you know, like, well, let me say it like this. I feel like it was just a, a bunch of scenes, just scenes, like, and it was like not too much stuff that we didn't know already. Mm-hmm. I feel like I really didn't learn anything new. It was just a, like you saw him do the interview here, so just throw that in there. We knew that he had this situation in Atlanta with the police officers. Throw that situation in there, you know. Only thing different now is just the visual, hmm. you know. Um, wow. It was just it was just a bunch of scenes, and that's my pretty. Uh, do I want to say that's my only gripe? I don't know if I want to say that's my only gripe, but that that was mm-hmm. the reason why I gave it an eight instead of a a ten. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was well done, and it was you know nearly two and a half hours, and so they did the best they could with trying to jam his entire life and all of his accomplishments and and troubles, everything into that short amount of time. And so I think I think they did a good job and I think the reason why they did it in that scene type format, like you're saying, is because it was no way they could do it in a like a traditional like story. How you're you know, I guess you said that you probably would have preferred it that way well what about like it would have been way too long or it would have seemed like they would have had to definitely cut out huge chunks i think they did a good part a good um they they did they did good by like pulling out the things that were significant you know Mm -hmm. from basically showed from his birth to his death and they did a good you know they did a good job i liked it i did like the movie but like I said, the reason why I gave eight and a half was more of a, like a screenplay thing, not really, you know. What do you feel? Do you do you like this being a movie, or would you have rather a series like they did with the new edition? <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. Because he has so much. But I feel like they did such a good job with the movie that if I say a miniseries, then like what else can they do? I guess just expand on the different scenes. Yeah. But I feel like I don't really need any more than what they gave us. Mm-hmm. I think they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. How did you feel about the actors and the actresses in the movie? Uh, I believe it was, um, how you say her name? Danae? Danae? Who? Uh, they played a phoenix, Shakur. Oh, uh, the yeah, lady the lady from, from Walking Dead. Yeah, the lady from Walking Dead. Yeah, she did an excellent job. Yeah, she did. I think she did an excellent job. She did job. great. The whole time of the movie, I'm thinking that this is Viola Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you kept asking me, and I'm like, no, that's not her. Oh, you know, I thought You're that like, was no, Viola I, Davis. I think that's Viola Davis. <laughs> like, no. But I was like, it don't make sense for this to be Viola Davis. <laughs> 
because Viola Davis is much older. (laughs) She did a great job. She played Afeni, you know, through every stage, basically from when she was 17, getting out of jail, all the way until the end. Yeah. You know, that... Did they change change the sister's character? Or was it... I think so. No. You know what? Maybe from when they were... When they had the young Tupac, right. of course they had another sister. Of course, but I think after that it was, it was the same, same girl. Okay. Yeah. At one point in time, I I thought they changed it because remember when Pac had came home to see his mother and mm-hmm. they was having that party, mm-hmm. and the lady that came out to greet him, and they hugged, he, they embraced or whatever, and I thought that was his sister. I was like, why did they change her character? Oh no! But that was just like a friend or that something. That was the aunt. That, that was, was the one aunt. of his aunts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, they didn't, I guess, um, I didn't get her name. I don't know her name. The sister's um, name? Yeah. Oh, like something with an S. And what about um, I think of Kate Graham? The, Kat the Graham? Kat Graham, yeah. Mm-hmm. Played, yeah, she did great. She did good. She, she had played Jada Pinkett's Jada mannerisms character. down. Yeah. She did good. You, you, she kind of looked like her, too. Like uh, they, did good. they did a good job matching her She's kind of cute. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> she did good. Why you roll your eyes at me, man? <laughs> hey, man. She's cute, shoot. Um, you think she embodied Jada Pinkett in the movie? I think so, yeah. Okay, me and you talked about this before. Like, we've talked about celebrities that are related, celebrities that had no choice but to uh, become celebrities together. Like, we talked about how kid and play uh, and Salt and Pepper uh, went to the same college or something like that. Mm-hmm. How Bill Bellamy and Shaquille O'Neal are actually cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like like Hollywood is so connected. Like, how in the world did Tupac make it and Jada Pinkett make it, even though they were on separate coasts? Like, she was still in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He moved across the country to California, and both of them still made their way into Hollywood. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. And they knew each other growing up. Friends. Best yeah. friends. Yeah. Best friends. Like out of all the people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that life is for people who get selected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, we didn't kind of move away from what I was thinking about. What you think about Suge's character? Was he believable? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he was <laughs> the one from uh, the Lifetime movie of Michelle A. Mm-mm. What was it? Nah, that was a different, that was a different, a different Suge. On the Lifetime movie? Yeah. I've seen him before, though. That's not the same thing. We're going to look it up. Yeah. I remember seeing him before because I remember looking up his name. He has like a, I don't know, like a Cuban last name, something like that. You can fact check me. I don't know if you want to look it up on your phone. It's cool. But the the Suge Knight that was on this Tupac movie, All Eyes on Me, is a different Suge Knight that was on the Michelle Lay movie because... The, the guy that played Suge on the Michelle Lay movie mm-hmm. also played Suge on Straight Outta Compton. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's see what movie he was on then. Because I knew him from somewhere. Well, he did a good job. While you look that up, I'm just going to say, this Suge right here, he was somewhat intimidating. All right? Yeah, now, he did a good job. <laughs> I was scared. You know, I, I actually believe this guy. The guy that played Suge on, on Straight Outta Compton as well as the Michelle Lay movie, I really didn't buy him being this blood, I really didn't buy him being this this record label boss. You know, he was very soft spoken. But this this the guy that played Suge this time, what's his name? Um 
Dom- Dominic Dominic Santana. Santana. Dominic Santana. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, he, he had the stature of him. Rocked mm-hmm. the baldy like him, the beard like him, smoked the cigars like him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when when people think about Suge Knight, they think of a, a doggone pit bull. Yeah, <laughs> a pit bull that is off the chain. And uh, I ain't trying to take no pit bull. And so I wasn't trying to take this guy that played Suge either. But the dude who played Suge Knight on the Straight Outta Compton movie, mm-hmm. I could take him. <laughs> I could take him. I ain't too much worried about him. Right. No, okay. So did so you look is, it up? Yeah, this is where I knew him from. I always look up, you know, who writes movies. And I don't know if you remember this movie called Mr. Right. I think we watched it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You don't remember it? Anyways, um, he wrote that movie. <laughs> it's like the, a sappy uh, romantic comedy. Dominic, the guy who played um, Suge this time, wrote that? Uh-huh, he wrote this. Oh, no way. So that's how I knew his name because I remember looking up that who wrote that but he um he acted in uh, the dempsey sisters you remember we saw that on netflix mm. and it says he was on the game see i don't remember first episode that. well season i didn't say it says 2013 first episode um and everything else he's on oh love for sale we saw that on netflix <laughs> anyways so yeah, I've seen him before, and I've heard his name before, so I thought that he was on the Michelle A one, but he wasn't. But he was very believable as as should. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. He, did, he did a good job. I wish you, well, you still got to see Straight Outta Compton. Hey, don't put me out there like that. Yeah, you, still, well, you, should, you, ain't, you ain't even seen Titanic. That's <laughs> all the end. <laughs> yeah, no, yo, that's all you need to see, I guess. Just, uh. The ship going down. All right. And last but not least, we got the guy who played Tupac, Demetrius. Demetrius Ship Jr. Oh, yeah. You already know he did a good job. Boy, did he? Uh, he, he did, did a, a good job. fantastic job. Did he embody Pac to you? Yes, he did. Yeah. From In what ways, um, He had everything down. And the fact that he's not an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his first gig, right? Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah. You know, he did a really good job. He had, like... You could tell he studied Pac. Mm-hmm. He didn't sound like him, and I thought that was going to be a problem for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew that he looked like him, but I was like, like Pac spoke with so much um, uh, aggressiveness. You know, mm-hmm. that I was like, ah, this guy's kind of soft spoken. I feel like that's the only part that he lacked. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only part. Like his mannerisms were good. You know, Pac always kind of had this bouncing thing when he was talking and joking and laughing or whatever. But he had that down. He had that down to a science, but as far as how Pac projected himself when he was talking in interviews, yeah. how he yelled yeah. when he was just trying to get a point across, yeah. he didn't really do that part. But I don't think nobody can do that part but Pac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's only so much studying you can do to anybody what that guy did. Yeah, he did good. He said he beat out 4,000 people for the role. Whoa. So, obviously... He did good. <laughs> that, that also means there must have been a lot of bad. <laughs> a lot of bad yeah, people. Yeah, a lot of people showing up. Yeah, like, yo, I, I kind of look like them, don't yeah, I? Yeah, don't like, I look like a look? I got my nose pierced. <laughs> yeah. Let me do this scene. <laughs> I'm going to fuck about Raheem. i fuck about Bishop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was Bishop. <laughs> I'm going to fuck about But as soon as I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So. This is what I really want to get into. As we got towards the end of that movie, I feel like my whole idea about who killed Pac 
why they killed Pac and how he was killed changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, know, you and I both have a maybe a little thirty percent of conspiracy theories within us, you know. <laughs> but I've always believed that Pac was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, and he got killed doing some shit that he shouldn't have been doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just like that that fight that happened at the casino. Everybody's seen this video. Everybody has seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like his murder was in retaliation to that, but I don't believe that that's the beginning or the end of the story mm-hmm. for why Pac is dead. What you think? I'm going to get into it, but yeah, what, tell I me never, what you think. Yeah, I never thought that. You know, I told you from back in the day when it happened, I remember I was 12 years old, sitting in my room when the news broke, and I followed the story from, you know, from that point, and I remember getting on the, my little dial-up internet <laughs> <laughs> and searching for the the autopsy. Hold up, y'all! Report. Y'all had the internet in 1996. Yeah. What? We didn't have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have a computer. No, uh, <laughs> all right, continue. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, we had the internet. Um, and so I remember looking at the the autopsy report and like the pictures that were released and showing, you know, all the. You know, just everything, like the markings where he was shot and just the story. I just was really, really into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I came to my own realization that Suge Knight killed Tupac. Now, what made you think that, though? Because I remember looking at everything, and one of the main things that stood out was that some of the gunshots came from within the car. Yeah. Now, I know some people were arguing that, okay, Suge was shooting back at the car. But, I mean, I guess where it was, like, aimed, where it hit Tupac. So, it was kind of like, you know, the, what is it, the coroner that does mm-hmm. that had uh, ruled that, you know, the gunshot that came from within the car, where it hit Tupac, it was, you know, like, it was aimed there. Right, Could have right. been an accident, you know, you're moving fast, adrenaline's going or whatever. But with all of the, I guess, the controversy with Tupac trying to leave death row. Yeah. And, you know... Suge Knight already being this guy that will just kill you or beat you up in front of whoever. You know, he yeah. already had that so, persona. So, so it's kind of like, hmm, I I just always believe that. And then, of course, then you have people actually coming out with all these conspiracies that Suge Knight did either kill him or have him killed. So I've always, just always believed that. Right. So since the movie... Do you still hold on to those same truths or somewhat? Or did yeah. it change I, a little bit? I, now I really think that like the FBI has or had, I'll yeah. say has, because I, I don't think it's over because they're still kind of after his family. Yeah. But um, I think the FBI had a lot to do with his murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's 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 the same thing I believe. Like okay, now my whole life I've always believed that like. Like I just mentioned, Pac was just the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong group of people. He wasn't even this guy. He was a guy who wrote poetry. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was a he was a nice guy. He was a guy who was born to a black panther mom. So he knew that violence against my brothers is stupidity. Stupidity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um But I think Death Row, he you know, being on that label, he had to embody what the vision for that label was as well. You know, so mm-hmm. somebody come over here. We gonna mess them up. 
Um, so that's why I always believe I, uh, MC8 did a, an interview with uh, with DJ Vlad, and he pretty much backed that same thing and said that uh, he believed it was just the wrong place at the wrong time. So I've always kind of believed that. Um, I never really thought Diddy had anything to do with it, you know, with the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I believe now, watching that movie, you know, that in, from the very beginning, there's a scene where Afina and Shakur, uh, Tupac and his sister are leaving, I guess, uh, uh, a rally mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. And there's an FBI uh, investigator who's just following behind him. He's just trailing him. Mm-hmm. And she approaches him and she says, you have been following me for weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. And he says, you better watch your boy or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. And so knowing her status and how, like even the movie when it began, how she uh, defended herself, Yeah. you know, in, in a case. She defended herself and got off. They knew she was trouble, mm-hmm. or at least trouble for them. Yeah. They knew she was smart. They knew she was intelligent. They knew she knew the law. Mm-hmm. And she used that same law to free herself. Mm-hmm. So if she is this tough, if she is this much of a badass, she's teaching those kids as well. Yeah. So they've they been after Pac since he was His a kid. Whole life. His yeah. whole life. Yeah. So I believe that ties into where I am now of why and how he was killed. I do believe that Suge Knight has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I do believe that um, the FBI has something to do with it as well. But I thought I think it all worked in tandem. I think we always, as people, kind of think that it was isolated events. You know, maybe the FBI had Pac killed or Suge Knight had Pac killed. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a bunch of uh, dirt roads leading to one road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Pac was uh, the guy that everybody wanted, you know? Pac wanted to be out of that label. He wanted to leave that row. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do his own thing. The movie kind of shows you that he wanted to go off and do movies. Yeah. He wanted to go and start his own thing, his own mu- music and stuff like that. So he had vision, but he had obligations and debts to pay with death row. Mm-hmm. Should wouldn't let him do it. So, <laughs> uh, man, I hope FBI ain't listening to this. <laughs> I was just going to think <laughs> I mean, the movie's out Tap there. Tap the phone in the yeah, basement. You're just kind of reiterating what the the what? movie kind of laid out and what I guess what they gathered from the research they did about his life. So, so I mean, it's not like you're you're making new stuff information. Up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what what I do want to say, I'm, I'm dragging it on, but basically, I believe that the FBI contacted Suge to have Pac killed because we want him. We've been wanting him ever since he was a little. Preemie, you know, ever since he was neonatal, mm-hmm. we've been one pot. Um, that's why he was always in trouble. You know, you know that mm-hmm. scene when he was just jaywalking. Why was there a cop right there just mm-hmm. ready to pull him over because he was jaywalking? He's probably been yeah. followed his whole life. Yeah. And he was always in trouble. Or always even whenever that, that rape case came and he wasn't even really present. Yeah. And then and they, they, tried him they isolated separate. him yeah. and he, you know, was, was the innocent one. And exactly. he got his own separate trial. And everything pinned on him. That didn't make sense. Yeah. That don't make sense. And so then, I, then, you know, that they, well, you said you saw a video and then they depicted it, you know, in the movie where he addressed the judge about, you know, you haven't even looked me in my eye. And mm-hmm. apparently the judge, maybe he was guilty because maybe 
the FBI had got to him. Like, make sure that you lay the law down on him. Yeah. We, need, we need him off we need the this streets. Guy we don't want any more of his music out. We don't want his influence out. You know, we just we need to quiet him, basically. Be- exactly, because his mom, his mom was a badass. Mm-hmm. But his mom had obligations like children that she tried to protect. Pac can mm-hmm. have no kids. He ain't had to protect nobody but himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and not only is Pac educated, but what does he have? He has a microphone. Mm-hmm. He's not only just rapping his music and getting off the stage. He's addressing injustice. He's addressing he's addressing uh, police harassment. Mm-hmm. He's addressing all of this crap. You know what I'm saying? So he's telling the truth to the point where the vice president had to get out and say something <laughs> about the guy. So um, I believe that the FBI told Suge, we want Suge, and we will get you your money for this guy. We just need him off the streets, dead or in jail or whatever, and said, you know, you we'll pay you this. I'm sure when he dies, his labels are going to sell like hotcakes, you know. His records, yeah. Yeah, what did I say? His labels. I said his labels. (laughs) (laughs) His albums will sell like hotcakes, you know. And um, that's how yours as well. And also they go see your state, blah, 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 you know. But I believe it was a a fair deal that worked out in everybody's favor except Pac. Yeah. You know. Because, you know, at the end of the day, all of the horrible, illegal, cruel stuff that Suge Knight did, he never was, I guess he wasn't held accountable for any of that. Right. It took for him to run somebody over on video surveillance. Yeah. Because you know he already was doing you know he was stuff crooked. like yeah. that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So From E-Z-E like, all the way up until yeah, yeah, it's like he was being somewhat protected, you know, for all his wrongdoings because maybe he, he was helping them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> I was going to make a comment about it. I woke up this morning thinking about the movie, and I felt a little different, but it didn't sit well with me at that time. But on the movie, as Pac is getting shot and transported to the hospital, oh, you know, they played Marvin Sapp, Perfect Peace. Yeah, I didn't know the name of the song or even who it was. I just remember catching some of the lyrics, and I think he said something about Jesus Christ dying or what. It, I don't know the song. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I will mm-hmm. keep you in perfect peace. Mm-hmm. Um, those who mind stay on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think that it was being used because I think at the very beginning of the movie, there was something that was said in relation to him kind of being like the people's. I won't say savior, but it was something like that. Mm-hmm. So I remember whenever I was watching that scene, I thought, okay, they're trying to tie it back into whatever that was that happened at the beginning. And I can't think of what it was now. Yeah. But also, I think it was that interview. Maybe it was a clip I showed you of L.T. Hutton that was talking about the whole gist of the movie was they wanted to show um, Tupac as like the holy trinity as far as the man that Tupac was so we knew him as this you know poet like you said it was really into shakespeare and brilliant intelligent guy and the man that Pac wanted to be who mm-hmm. was this social social justice person and the man that he was who he had to be mm-hmm. which was this 
hardcore yeah. death row you know person yeah. and so he had those three aspects of his personality and so I think that was the whole you know the whole picture of the movie if that makes sense you know and they did a good job right. showing him in each of those lights like the entire movie they did it they were consistent with that and so when he died I think that song kind of you know yeah. drew from that inspiration hopefully you know you know hopefully everybody received I, I didn't what like did that song think? I don't know the lyrics. I, I just I, and I don't know the song. I just I, I just remember hearing some of the words. Like you know, yeah. it was kind of an emotional scene, so I wasn't really mm-hmm. paying a whole lot of attention to the lyrics. And like I said, I wasn't already familiar with the song. Yeah, so I what? got the CD. And oh yeah, <laughs> I got this song on CD. So but, what? What, were they, uh, what do you think? Well, I, I like the song. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it for that scene. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, it just seemed kind of tacky. Mm-hmm. Not not to say there's something wrong with playing a gospel song on the on the All Eyes on Me movie or Tupac movie or anything like that. It just didn't seem it just didn't fit for mm-hmm. me, you know. Uh, I thought it would been cool that they played one of his songs, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Heaven Got a Ghetto or something like that, mm-hmm. or at least just the instrumental or something playing in the background as he fades away, yeah. as he dies. You know, I think because it it was. The fact that you're bringing it up and you're talking about it, it stuck out. And I think because it sticks out, there was a reason why they played that. You know, I don't think it was just kind of like, hey, you know what? We need to play a gospel song for this scene. I think it's a deeper meaning. Because like I told you before, like in screenwriting, they only mention things or put things in the script that move the story forward or that wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the fact that it was in there there's there's a deeper meaning it's kind of probably one of those things you got to go back and watch the movie again and say oh okay that's why they chose that song it was just off to me though like the whole movie is just gun sex a little wisdom here a little activism there prison <laughs> cursing <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go i will keep you in <laughs> like I said, I love the song. I love that song. I promise you, I played that song countless times. It's a beautiful song. I just didn't like it for that. I didn't like it for that scene. I didn't like it. I, I don't think I liked it for the movie. You know. Mm. <laughs> hey, when, when he died, you know, as you see Pac getting shot, and you know that this is the end. We know that he was gonna die at the end. Mm. Were you getting mad though? Yeah. I was getting mad. It was emotional. Yeah, yeah, it was very emotional. I'm like, man, who killed him, man? <laughs> For real. Like, why? Like, we I, don't I know. I immediately thought, like, nobody got the license plate. Yeah. Did nobody see nothing? And then I was hoping, you know, at the end, it always, like, wrap up and say, you know, you know how they say, well, he died on this day. Da, da, da. Right. I was sitting there like, okay, well, maybe since the last that I've heard, maybe they've found some suspects or something. So I was waiting, you know, when the little words came up, waiting to read, you know, they're currently investigating suspect, whatever. And to see that it said, you know, his case still remains unsolved. I'm like, dang, you know, I was just hoping that they were about to tell us. Some new information yeah. that we didn't know. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that. I mean, we, we've heard people say, I've heard, I watched this, this video on YouTube and it was these guys that, that said they, you know, they admitted to killing Pop. They admitted to it. What? You know? Yeah. I'll show it to you later. But they admitted to killing Pop. 
And um, I could probably even put the video. What would they do then? In the description. On YouTube. I don't even remember. Well, they didn't. They didn't. They weren't telling YouTube. They didn't like set up a camera. Oh. They were being investigated already. But I feel like maybe them guys were paid to say that. You know, because hmm. then why would should come out years later and say, well, yeah, they was really aiming for me. Give him. He just came out a few mm-hmm. months ago. Talking about that uh, Michelle mm-hmm. Lay was it? Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it? Did he say Michelle Lay? What sent about? some sent somebody out to shoot him or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he. He said somebody sent some people to come kill him. So the bullets that was intended for him actually hit pop. And yet they rolled up on the passenger side. Yeah. They would have rolled up on the driver's side. Yeah. It's not his big and they, and they, yeah, they that car. They wouldn't aim for the miss you. They shot like how many times? Seven, I think. A bunch. A bunch. So they were or aiming maybe for. Maybe Pac, Pac got hit seven times. Yeah. yeah. So if they were shooting at Suge, then they would have drove on the, the driver's side. Yeah. They were aiming for Suge. What do you think you learned most they, about they the movie? Because they just shot up Pac and drove off. So what do you. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just want to transition. But what what did you feel like you learned mostly from this movie? What did I learn? Yeah, well, well, let me see. Like something to carry on to, in your own personal life. Uh, like Pac was 25 when he died. Oh, yeah. He accomplished so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, what does it say to you? Yeah, I think one thing that I probably I could say I learned from that is, um, or from the movie is to just... Go after your your dreams. Yeah. You know, keep pushing for what you want and, you know, stand by what you believe in. Kind of, kind of like how he got his first record deal with Interscope. Like they were trying to cut one of his most personal songs. Brenda had a baby yeah. that was like very near and dear to him. I don't, know that, song. I don't know that song. What song is that? Did I say it wrong? What song is that? What else? Are you being funny? I know. I heard the song "Brenda's Got a Baby." <laughs> what did I say? You said Brenda had a baby. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> I never heard that song. <laughs> Shut up. Brenda's got a baby. <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know she's got? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. It's late. I'm tired. But anyway, they but, they um, wanted to cut that song, but yeah, he, and he, he stood, yeah, he stuck by his guns, and he continued to to do that just throughout the movie. I mean, he he just really was a, a no nonsense person, and um, you know, I admire that. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, I don't, I I really don't believe Pac was twenty five when he died. <laughs> I, I don't know this. That dude had to have been in his forties. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you know what? Hmm. You mentioned something earlier about what if Pac is still alive. Oh no! I said now after seeing the movie, right? I can understand why for so long some people have been saying that he's still alive. Oh, okay. You know, because I never really got with that. I never investigated. I never believed when people said, "Oh, we saw Tupac," or "There's been a Tupac sighting." I thought it was more of like crazed fans just not wanting to believe that he was dead, mm-hmm. you know. So I just never really listened to that. But now after seeing the movie and and knowing how really understanding how the FBI was tied up into his life, his family's life, like okay, it makes sense now why he would still be alive or why people say he's still alive because he's you know undercover. He's he's trying to lay low because right. you know so. 
to, I guess, for one, you know, to escape, escape death row. But he probably knew him being so smart. Like, what are the chances? Like, he probably knew that Suge was working in tandem with the FBI. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible that he figured that out for himself. You know, that may have been part of the reason why he wanted to go ahead and leave. Yeah. You know, so he probably was trying to figure out how can I get get myself out of this situation but i don't know i mean I, i'm not about to start a conspiracy yeah. about him being yeah, yeah, being yeah. alive but i'm just saying i can understand why, why people, why people say that because right. he he may be laying you know laying low but i don't know he was in love at that time you know mm-hmm. i can't really see him just leaving his family and probably couldn't be quiet this long yeah you <laughs> he know? could be quiet so, this long but but i get it i get those people yeah. that are fighting for that that he's still alive i get where they're coming from yeah well i mean what i took away from it is is like you said pursue after pursue what you want pursue what you need to do you know mm-hmm. but also don't sleep all right that dude did right. so much in 25 years here i am 31 and then tapped into half of what he's done you know, I have not nearly left a mark on the world as much as he did. Now, in my circle, yeah. But that dude lived an impeccable, incredible life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm proud of him. So let that be a lesson to everyone out there. If you want your dreams to be completed, you have to pursue them jokers. <laughs> you got to pursue them jokers 100%. Full throttle. Pac did not sleep. We've seen countless interviews of him going hard on folks in the studio. You know, Um but when you're that passionate, when you have that much drive inside of you and you know how it should be, you don't have no time to tolerate nonsense. You don't have no time to tolerate anything that's not achieving your goal. That's not leading you to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to thank you <laughs> for mm-hmm. being my uh, co-host today. This was fun. Yeah, it was I sure fun. appreciate it. You know, we um, have to do this again. Maybe we can do like a little movie reviews we barely go to the movies because i don't like going to the movies we can do netflix movie reviews. Netflix movie <laughs> yo i don't think nobody doing that <laughs> ah everybody got something on yeah get that deal with netflix uh. yeah get that deal with netflix anyway everybody uh thanks for listening thanks for tuning in to the all black everything podcast um we're gonna do more shows like this also stay tuned for the other um podcast that i have coming up a few episodes that i have written down in my notepad here so uh just stay tuned stay tuned also check out the it's better this way podcast that's a show that i host with me and my boy edot um until then you guys take care thanks again for listening and you guys enjoy your day peace the juice, I save the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots, I give a holler to my sister's own welfare, Tupac kids, if don't nobody else care, and uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot, when you come around the block, brothers clown a lot, but please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up, forgive but don't forget, girl keep your head up, and when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him, and if you can't learn to love you, you should leave him, cause sister you don't need and I ain't trying to catch up, I just call them how I see You know what makes me unhappy? that When brothers make babies and leave a young mother to be a cat And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman And I came from a woman I wonder why we take from our women Why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, time to heal our 
with women. Be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies. But keep your head up. Keep your head up, child.